What's up, everybody? We have 10 minutes here to talk about the topic of boar sighting your rifle. And uh, you may notice if you're watching on the video, I'm actually solo right now. At the time of this recording, and who knows what's going to be going on when this actually comes out, it's a little bit of a crazy time in our world's history. Mark is actually currently out. He's okay. He will be in even uh, later on. But we're trying to record here as many podcasts as we can just in case uh, MC Ryan finds himself quarantined and editing a bunch of podcasts uh, here in the next week or who knows what happens. So, talk about more boar sighting. We have an episode that we did a while back in history where we were down at the range with Mr. Ryan Muckenhern doing the entire sight-in process, semi-live for you guys. Boar sighting was a topic within that, but we talked about a lot there, so we wanted to give it its own 10 minutes. And in front of me, I have a couple different firearms and different styles of platforms. In that particular sight-in video, we only did a bolt-action rifle, but there are AR-15s, of course. And off to my left, I even have the wild card of the three rifles here, which is kind of an AK-type platform. It's a VZ-2008. Uh, also similar to the VZ-58, uh, which would be kind of the the, the cooler uh, version of this or, or whatever. It's uh, actually my own personal gun and uh, pretty neat. But let's talk about the bolt-action rifle first because then everything else will kind of go from there. And when it comes to bore sighting, why are we doing it? What even is it? The objective is to try and make sure that when we get to the actual shooting portion with a brand new scope on a brand new rifle or, you know, some element of our setup being brand new and potentially throwing some things off. We want to make sure that we're not shooting in in a manner where things are, they start off, you know, misaligned enough that we wouldn't even be hitting the target, for example, or we definitely want to make sure we're not throwing any very errant rounds down range. So it's, it's kind of a weird thing for some people to think about, but when we get our scope, when we get our rifle, in theory, where what everybody would like to think would be that they're perfectly lined up and in alignment to one another. But actually, the reason we have these turrets on the top of the scope, or the original reason those were on there, was just to make up for some of the misalignments that can happen. We're stacking all kinds of tolerances. There's all kinds of variables that go into, you know, stock to action to base to rings to scope, all the internals of the scope. Lots of things going on there, barrel to receiver. So chances are they're not going to match up perfectly. And in most cases, it's not a gross misalignment. But in certain cases, it's enough where, you know, you'd be pretty frustrated if you were trying to actually, if the first thing you did was throw the scope on and try and get shooting and see if you could get on paper. Especially, you know, at 100 yards or something like that, that's, that's enough distance for being that we're talking about angles with everything shooting. That's enough distance for even a pretty small angle to proliferate itself over that distance and, and cause you to perhaps not even be on your target at all to see where your groups are hitting. And if it's a conditions warrant themselves too, it can be really difficult to even see if you're hitting around the target. If it's wet grass, I mean, good luck. Rounds impacting the ground behind, below, to the side of the target. If you can see them, you've got laser vision. So the objective here, like we said, is just to get close enough. Now, some people don't even know that you can do this or, or haven't heard of it. And really, all you need to do to start out with a bolt action rifle is to remove the bolt. And as far as I'm concerned, I'm not as much of a gun nut as a few other folks that we've had on here before. Pretty much every bolt-action rifle is going to have the means to remove the bolt. Now, it may be a different switch or lever or button, or even in the case of this Weatherby Mark V carbon mark uh, in front of me, you actually ensure that the rifle is clear, but then when you pull back the bolt, you pull on the trigger to have the bolt release. And 
things with the stock may change this as well. You may have to remove a cheek riser. Uh, in the case of this particular gun, I had to put the cheek riser all the way down in its downmost position to be able to remove the bolt and also then to get behind the gun and look down the barrel of the rifle or the bore. And that's where bore sight comes into play. It feels sort of weird. You are literally physically going to look down the barrel out at the target downrange. And we'll do this, generally speaking, because we usually recommend for most applications 100 yards zero. Uh, we'll bore sight at 100 yards. And it'll feel like you're looking through a straw, especially with the smaller caliber rifles. It'll feel like you're looking through a straw when you look through that barrel. But you should be able to see a high contrast target downrange. And one that we use a lot, MC Ryan, uh, he grabbed this target off our website. We'll include a link in the description or in the video. And he just put it in a program and blew it up a little bit bigger than it normally is. Uh, normally these are pretty small, which is perfect for actual sight in. But for bore sight, it's nice to have something a little bit bigger that you can see through the barrel. Uh, but high contrast, okay? So white on black. And we didn't have uh, the whole entire target itself on this piece of paper, black with just like a white X or a white plus in the center. It's only that very center ring is black with a white plus in the center. And everything else around it is white with just some black rings around it. And uh, that high-vis small point, uh, high contrast small point is really easy to pick up in the rifle scope and makes bore sighting a lot easier. From there, what you want to make sure that you have also is your rifle in a sturdy base of some sort. Now, that could be a bipod with a sandbag at the rear like I have here. It could be two sandbags, one front, one rear. A bipod with a sturdy monopod at the rear. Or, now while we don't recommend this for shooting, for bore sighting, it could work just fine, is a weighted gun vise, I'll say. We don't recommend those for shooting because... When it comes to the rifle's recoil, they're designed to recoil and actually have that energy transfer back into your shoulder and out and away from the gun. When you don't offer that recoil anywhere to go, it has to find the path of least resistance, which is going to start being action screws, small fasteners, things inside the optic, and uh, that's all precision stuff that you want to make sure is nice and sound and uh, rock steady and, and not sending all of the force of your recoil directly into those things. So... We've seen uh, stocks, action screws, optics have issues when shooting with that. But for just bore setting, since we're not going to do any shooting, if your range has that available to you and you don't have any of the other things that we were talking about that would be nice for making a sturdy setup, you don't want to have any of your body being relied upon to keep this rifle steady because otherwise it's going to shake around too much. You're never going to get it as close as you can. So if that's what you have available to you, that'll work for the bore sight. But all you got to do is get your rifle set up sturdy. You're going to point it down range, and you're going to get behind it and look down the barrel. I have a target here like five yards, which is very unrealistic. If your eyes aren't that good and you don't feel as though you could even see the target down range at 100 yards, it's okay to do it 25, 50 yards, a little bit closer, or if that's all your range that's local to you provides you uh, is a shorter distance, that's okay because, again, it will get you close. And once you stretch it out to 100 yards and you actually start shooting, at least you know if you got really, really close on a nice bore sight at 25 yards even, you won't be hitting the target dead on at 100 yards just because of optic over bore height and you know all this point-blank distance range stuff. But you at least won't be sending 
rounds probably way off the target. Or if you are, you know, just make sure you have a big piece of cardboard behind the target so that way if you're just off paper, you can still see its impacts in the cardboard or holes in the cardboard just off the paper and make your adjustments appropriately. But a shorter distance is okay. But in theory, this would be pretending I'm at 100 yards. I'm going to get down, make sure the rifle is steady. I'm not using any part of my body to make sure that it's steady. It's just sitting here on its own. But then if I need to move it around, I'll move it and again, just set it in that sandbag until I can get the rifle at the point where without me touching it, the barrel is pointed right at what I feel as close to my you know best interpretation is the center of the target. Once you get these real big bore rifles, this gets a little bit harder or you kind of have to use your imagination to figure out because the, the barrel may show more than just the center of the target because some of them are so large bore. You have to use your imagination and just you know get it as close to the center of the bore as you possibly can. So I've got this all centered up. Now I'm going to head up to my rifle scope and I'm going to dial the turrets. I'm going to dial those turrets as I'm looking through the scope or I can just look through the scope and dial them however much I feel I need to and get that reticle's point of aim matching up with where I feel my barrel is aimed directly at. And this is the only time when your turrets will seem backwards. This is the question, usually this is the time where we get people calling into us saying their turrets are backwards. Turrets are designed to move the bullet's point of impact. So if you have holes in paper at 100 yards, your turrets are designed to move the holes that you're making in the paper downrange. And they're not designed to correlate to the reticle's exact physical movement. In fact, they are opposite. That's because if we wanted to move our point of impact, let's say we're shooting and our bullet holes are low of where we want them to be. That means we're putting the reticle on the center target, but dang it, those bullet holes are low. We want to move them up. So we will turn our turret in the direction that the up arrow is pointed, however much we need to move, however severe we were missing or whatever. And it will physically move the reticle downward. In fact, it should move the reticle down right to where those bullet holes were hitting. And then, you know, that way, we're actually, hopefully, going to be pointing the reticle right where the barrel was going. And it's almost a little bit like a bore sight or something like that. It's, it's a sight in. Then, that will force us, when we want to put the reticle back on the center target, that will force us to bring the whole barrel up, because the barrel is made to the receiver, is made to the optic, everything is hard mounted to one another. That will force us to bring the barrel up, and then we can fire around, and it will hopefully be hitting dead on where we were aiming. That's what a turret is designed to do. That's how the up arrow, the down arrow, the right arrow, the left arrow, all that stuff, that's how it's designed to work. When you're bore sighting, though, you're not thinking about moving bullets point of impact because you're not putting impacts downrange. You're trying to actually physically move the reticle, and this is pretty much the only time you'll really ever have to try and do that. So just be mindful of the fact that the turrets will appear to be backwards. So if you want the reticle to physically move down, dial the turret in the upward direction. If you want it to physically move up, dial it in the down direction. Same with right and left. That's all exactly the same. Make sure your parallax is set at the proper distance. So if we're bore sighting at 100 yards, make sure your parallax is set at 100 yards as well because then that way we're removing parallax error from the equation. And uh, if not, you know, if you do have a scope that doesn't have a parallax knob, chances are it's probably set at 100 yards. If it's a rimfire scope, it might be set at 50 yards. Uh, but otherwise, usually that's going to be that's going to be the case. And then just go back and forth on it, right? So it's sort of a rinse and repeat process. Put the barrel on the target where this target, 
center bullseye is right in the center of the bore of your rifle. Adjust the turrets until they look like they're matched up with where you feel your barrel was pointing. Go back down to the rifle. Make sure you didn't impart any movement. Very, very tiny movements to the gun can actually cause big changes downrange. So if you feel it looks as though it's in the exact same position it was before you left and went to go adjust the turrets, then you're good. If it moves slightly, move it back to the center. Go back up to the turrets. See if they're still lined up or if you got to do some more adjusting to those turrets and then adjust them as needed. Once you're done there, then it's on you to throw the bolt back in and start shooting your three-round groups. We want to shoot three-round groups, so that way we can ensure that at least the rifle is grouping well. And uh, if we just shot one and then moved and then shot another one and moved, we'd never actually be able to see whether or not it's being consistent. So a three-round group, aim at the same spot, shoot three rounds. That way, even if you're missing, if you see that you missed exactly the same way all three times, then you know you got an accurate rifle. Then you can make your adjustments. Once you have your adjustments made and you're shooting and it's shooting exactly where you want it to go, then that means you have a sighted in and accurate rifle. And that is the best combo. Uh, of course, that will also point out any, and bore sighting can even point out any issues that you might have had in your rings and bases. Make sure you're mounting everything up to the proper spec, proper torque specs, all that stuff that will allow the turrets to function exactly as they should. When it comes to an AR-15, some people may wonder, hey, those are kind of difficult to look down the barrel of because there's a stock and all that stuff in the way, but not if you actually just separate the upper from the lower. So here I have my AR-15 with the upper off. I've removed the bolt carrier group and the charging handle, and there you have it. All you got to do is rest it if you have a bipod out on the front of a handguard and you can put a sandbag underneath the rear of the upper. I just have it. This is kind of like a, in a pinch scenario. You can rest it on one sandbag in the middle and just get it nice and balanced. But again, the process is exactly the same. Look down the barrel, get it lined up, adjust the turrets as needed, double check to make sure it's all good to go. And then once you're really close and you feel as though they're all pointed at the same position, head to uh, the next step, which is to start shooting. Now, one kind of interesting thing I will say, Ryan Muckenhern has noted this, and, and a lot of us has really noted it because we've sight in rifles all the time here. If you bore sight a little bit low, chances are you may have a better chance of having a good impact on your first set of three shots. So that would be to say that you get the barrel pointed exactly where you want it to point, center of the target, and then instead of maneuvering your reticle to be right on top of that, you put it just low of it. And there's definitely some physics and math that somebody a little bit smarter than me could explain that goes into that. And it's a little bit of a brain bender when we try to think of the geometry and physics. But it happens every time. And that's kind of regardless of distance, too. So like an AR-15 at 50 yards and then this bolt-action rifle at 100 yards for a zero that we generally recommend still happens. So feel free to try that out yourself. Just bore sight with the reticle a little bit lower of where the barrel is pointed. See what happens. Let us know what your results are. Now, the last thing I'll point out, guns like an AK-47 or whatever, you know, in this case a VZ, that don't have the means to actually look down the barrel. I could remove all this stuff from the top. I could remove all, you know, whatever, the whole dust cover assembly, the bolt and carrier and all that stuff uh, from this, and I would still not be able to look down the barrel. So what do you do in that case? It's a little bit, uh, you know, confusing. What I would recommend is just not bore sighting, but starting out at a really close distance. So maybe that's 25 yards. Maybe if you're not even comfortable with that and you feel like, hey, I really want to make sure I'm not sending anything, you know, errantly, start at 10 yards, 15 yards, whatever. Start shooting at those closer ranges. The angles 
uh, of any misalignments or whatever, haven't had enough time or distance to proliferate over those short distances. So you should be able to at least see if you're shooting grossly to the left, right, up, or down. You can make that course adjustment, get really close at one of those shorter distances, and then step it back and just kind of incrementally step back. It'll take more ammo and kind of the whole point of bore sighting with some of these other rifles is to avoid using a ton of ammo, but in these particular cases, that's just what you're going to have to do. So with an AK, maybe we finally want to end up at 50 yards with a zero, or I have another AK platform. It's like a, it's a Vepper 308. I like to have that zeroed at 100 yards. We'll just start out closer. And then let's say, let's say we don't want to start out any, any further than 10 or 15 yards. That's fine. Then once you get that pretty close to shooting where you want it to go, step it back to 25, then to 50. And especially once you get it pretty dang good at 50, then if you want to step back even further to 100, then you should be good. But by the time you get back there, then you know you're probably going to be ending up on paper, or if not, definitely at least a big piece of cardboard, and you can start to make those adjustments, uh, and you're not sending any rounds where you don't want them to go. So that was what we would recommend. Now, I know some people will say, hey, use a laser bore sight or use one of these things that can just go right in the chamber of your rifle and shoot a laser out the front of the barrel. We haven't had the best luck with those. I'll be perfectly honest with you. We don't really recommend utilizing that method. It's kind of expensive to have to get one of those. It varies depending on the firearm, and uh, it's just not quite as accurate as we found the old tried-and-true classic method is when you have the chance to do it. And if you're shooting you know, an AK or whatever, ammo's not that expensive. Uh, if you shoot a couple of three-round groups and just step it back until you get to the distance that you want to be zeroed at, it's not that bad, and you don't have to go about investing in a laser bore set or even trying to track one down. I know that happened to me the first time I went out with my AK. I was out there trying to shoot and realized I wasn't anywhere near shooting on paper, on cardboard, with my with my Vepra at the distance I wanted to. I didn't think about shooting closer, and I just thought I was SOL, so I just headed home. But all you got to do is just step it up a little bit closer, and then once you get that good, keep inching your way back. So... And this was longer than 10 minutes. Wasn't sure if it was going to be 10 minutes longer, whatever. But, you know, crazy times. Uh, We're just trying to keep content rolling out there for you guys. So hopefully this made sense. There's very many variables that go into firearms. And, you know, you got angles, geometry, physics. You've got variables and tolerances that are all being stacked on top of one another. Potential for misalignments. It's complicated stuff, but we're always here to help you guys out. You can hit us up on social. uh, You can hit us up on the phone. That's what I would recommend doing if you have any questions about bore sighting. If you have an oddball firearm that we didn't mention here that you feel you would like to bore sight or or you're trying to figure out how to sight in in general, the best bet you would have would be to give us a call at 1-800-426-0048. Hit extension 5. You're going to get a bunch of gun and hunting nerds like Ryan Muckenhern we have on here a fair amount. Those guys, I'd be, I would be amazed if you were able to ever tell at least one of them a rifle or a platform that they haven't uh, either shot or that they're not really familiar with. And all those guys, again, I don't know what's going on by the time we're going to be releasing this episode. All those guys are on the phones. They're either here still or if they tell us to go home and we're quarantined, they're going to be able to be on the phones uh, at home too. And that's actually kind of a slick setup. They get to be at home and talking about hunting and shooting with all you guys. So yes, stay healthy, stay safe out there, everybody. And we will keep as much content rolling for you as we possibly can. Thanks for listening and we'll see you next time.